Welcome to the Real Life Podcast. Today you will hear a word which purpose is to introduce the kingdom, change generations, and create a Christian culture. So grab your Bible and prepare to be blessed by today's sermon. talks about, the scripture talks of him being our enemy. He is afraid of what you have the potential to accomplish for the kingdom of God. Somebody say amen. But you're a winner. Tap your neighbor and say you're a winner. You have so much potential lying deep down within you that God wants to bring to the surface in this season that we live in. Along with that, We have to remember the very important thing that any wall that's in front of you, God's going to bring it down. Whatever's coming between you and your destiny, you you have to believe that God is going to bring that thing down. And for everybody who's been covered by shame of any kind, just grab your neighbor and say, the shame is gone. That's the thing I believe that keeps most of us from pursuing the best that God has for us is we remember where we messed up somewhere. We remember a thing that didn't go quite right. How many people are held hostage by their past? Your past has passed. (laughs) It's over. It's time to move forward in Jesus' name. So the next time the enemy brings to mind what happened then, Let him know that you're living in your now so that you can go ahead and do what God calls you to do, okay? And now last week, I want to thank my son, Elder Albert Smith, for dealing with the walls of Jericho. They are now torn down. And Pam, you have access to what God said you could have. Isn't it amazing how you could be standing in front of something, Clay, and you look at it and it looks insurmountable, and then God gets involved. And you walk right into what you thought you'd never possess, all because God's on your side. But what I want to warn us of is I want to warn us of the danger of getting just a little bit lazy And not keeping our walk with God as tight as we need to. Sometimes success can be a downfall. So let's look at some scriptures real quick. And I'm going to try to keep it in the same tone. Y'all pray with me here. So the Lord was with Joshua. It's Joshua 6 and 27. The last verse in Joshua 6. So the Lord was with Joshua and his fame spread throughout all the country. That's a really great endorsement. The Lord was with Joshua and his fame spread throughout all the country. But let's go to chapter 7 with the verse, first verse. Something goes wrong. But the children of Israel committed a trespass. Regarding the accursed things, for Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah of the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed things. So the anger of the Lord burned against the children of Israel. Now Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is beside beth on the east side of Bethel, and spoke to them, saying, Go up and spy out the country. So the men went up and spied out Ai. Now this is normal operating procedures, it seems, for them. 
When they were to go into Canaan, they sent some people to spy out the land. When they were to go into Jericho, they sent some people to spy out the land. And so it would make perfect sense. Now we're going into Ai to possess more land, more property, more promise. So we'll do the same thing. But there's a problem. Watch this now. They returned to Joshua and said to him, do not let all the people go up, but let about two or three thousand men go up and attack Ai. Do not weary all the people there, for the people of Ai are few. So about 3,000 men went up from there, uh, excuse me, from the people, but they fled before the people of Ai. And the men of Ai struck down about 36 men, for they chased them from before the gate as far as Sherebim, and struck them down on the descent. Therefore the hearts of the people melted and became like water. Then Joshua tore his clothes and fell to the earth on his face before the ark of the Lord until evening. He and the elders of Israel, and they put dust on their heads. Father, we thank you for your word today. I pray, God, that we hear you clearly. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to speak to you from the topic today, don't throw the fight. Subtopic, trouble. Trouble on the left, trouble on the right. Y'all know nothing about that. That's Zion. Zion and Molly music. Don't throw the fight. A lot of times, like Elder Johnson said a minute ago, and I'm going to try to be as quick as possible so we can get out of the rain. But a lot of times, things go wrong and we blame everybody. The devil... He's normally the first person that gets blamed for anything that goes wrong. Raise your hand if you ever blame the devil for something. Come on, raise your hand. Raise your hand. You, you blame the devil for something. Something started going wrong. You're the devil. I bind you in the name of, we thought binding stuff and loosing stuff and slinging oil. And, and it wasn't even him. Then we blame people around us. We blame past family members. We blame people who hadn't been on earth for over 100 years for what's going wrong today. And, and, and we do not take a moment, most of us, to ask ourselves, what might I have done to get me off track? How is it that I've had these tremendous victories and I get here and start failing? Let me say this to you. It's not God's fault. It's not the devil's fault. We need to learn how to watch our walk. See, what I want to do is I want to victory proof your life. What do I mean by that? I want to get you to a place where the victories just keep coming. And where you have no defeats coming your way. My pastor said something to me. I looked at my pastor and I said, man, you're so blessed. God's doing so many great things for your family and for you personally and in your ministry. And he said, because you are in my son, you are in the downline in the spirit. And what's happening in my life should be happening in your life. And the only thing that can keep what's happening in my life from happening in your life is sin. When you are in the generation of the blessed, the only thing that can stop the blessing from coming into your life is the sin that you've allowed to come and clog up the line of God towards you. Somebody say amen. Amen. You see, Israel has committed a trespass. The scripture told us that in verse 1. It says Israel committed a trespass and God was angry with Israel. All of this is in verse 1 now. I'm not making it up. Go back and look at it. Israel committed a trespass. God is angry with Israel, but there's a problem. Joshua didn't know it. So Joshua is acting like everything's okay. See, he's making plans like they still covered under the blessing. He, he, he's planning the next strategy like God is still with them. He's, he's planning like it was uh, when it was in Jericho. But what he didn't understand is something had broken down in the camp and that there was a trespass and that God was angry and God was mad with Israel. And not only was God mad with Ai, but he was mad with his own people. And so now he's trying to move in the flow of God like God's still with him and everything's cool and everything's gravy. But the issue is there's a sin. It's broken the relate. 
Come on here, somebody. See, we're making plans as though everything is cool and we wonder why it breaks down. The reason that it broke down is because there's some sin in the camp. He didn't know. He didn't know. So he's going forward like everything's good, but it's not. Isn't it something to operate thinking everything's fine when it's not fine? And you don't find out until it's too late. This is the situation that Joshua finds himself in. A mighty leader, a man of God, served Moses, learned under Moses. His assumption, Mike, is that this is going to lead to another victory. He is totally unaware that Israel has sinned and that God is angry. Now, I know in today's church, we don't like to preach about God being angry. But the Bible says it numerous amounts of time that God gets angry. Mm-hmm. And he will even get angry with his own children. Let the church say, Amen. He's a God of grace. He's a God of kindness. God won't get mad at me. Read your Bibles, brothers and sisters. God will be upset with you whenever you step out of his will for your life because God knows exactly what's best for you. And if God told you not to do something, it's because there's something attached to that that's going to mess up your destiny. It ain't because God just being mean. God's trying to protect us. Somebody said, I need his protection. I need, because I can't do my own thinking. I can't do my own figuring. Because I'll mess up and think something is right and as wrong as it can be. Let me calm down. So he went forth to conquer the next country. Its name is AI. A country that's imaginably as small as its name. They're going to conquer based on their history. You know, the Red Sea. Pharaoh's army got drowned in it, you know. We got that on our side. Somebody say, I've got history. The Jordan River. We walked over on dry ground. Oh, bless the Lord. That's why everybody's scared of us. Red Sea in Jordan. That's why the woman Rahab said our house, our hearts melted. When we heard you came across the Jordan on dry ground, your God is bad. And now the history, the most recent history is Jericho. We marched around the walls. Help me, Elder Smith, until the walls came down. And all we had to do was be quiet. For as long as God said, be quiet. And when God said it was time to shout, all we had to do was shout. They blew the trumpets and the walls came down. And we ran up in there and took the city. Oh, we've got history. But the issue is you can't fight today's battle based on yesterday's victories. Oh, and you got to remember what gave you yesterday's victory. I wish I had a witness here. You got to remember that obedience is what got you in this place. Oh, when we slip into thinking that something we did caused the walls to fall you better remember that all you did was march i wish i had a witness here you better remember that it must have been god that pushed those walls down listen to their attitude they, they got a little cocky to me they got a little cocky to me listen to what they said verse three go to verse three uh it should be on the screen and they returned to joshua and said to him do not let all the people go up but let about two or three thousand men go up and attack ai Listen to what listen to the arrogance. Don't weary all the people there. For the people of AI are but few. Say what? Oh, so you bad now. I ain't talking to nobody, but I'm talking to somebody. Oh, you bad now. Oh, you don't want a few? Some stuff went right for you in succession, and now you you 
You think you that bad? Well, you're not even going to go to God and ask God how many people to send. You're not going to go and pray first. You're not going to go before the presence of God. You're just going to say, oh, we don't need that many people. Don't, don't tire all the people. Let some of the brothers stay home and rest. Two or three thousand of us will go down there and we, we'll knock that thing out by lunch. Don't worry about it. We got it. So mother, these 3,000 men go up to AI. They get whipped by AI. They get chased back to the camp by AI. And 36 men lose their lives. Now that's 36 more men that lost their lives in Jericho. Do the math. 36 men died in AI, and that's 36 men more than died in Jericho, which means there was no casualty in Jericho. Something has gone terribly wrong. Commentators said that they probably had over 600,000 men of fighting age who could engage AI in war, and they only took 3,000. arrogance and now stay with me high school because I need you to really put this up just like their enemies before them throw it up their hearts melted how do you get to be in the same spot your enemies used to be in it used to be their hearts that melted Nah, it's yours. How'd you get here? See, we'll come, we'll come to a meeting like this and we'll act like we're winning. Oh, it's quiet in the church. Come on, come on. This thing on. We'll act like we winning. We know how to act like winners. We're getting our butts whipped. Can I say that in church? I didn't say that, huh? Too late now. I didn't stop that. We getting towed up. And we come in church and act like winners. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. And it ain't even happening like that. And we're getting in prayer circles and we're getting people to pray for us and we're getting them to come and spray uh, bottles. We got so much all around the house we could fry chicken. And we, we're not stopping to think, what I do differently? Maybe it's not the devil messing this up. Maybe this is some of my choices. I want stuff to get better, but I won't do better. I heard the word of the Lord, but I will not adjust my life to meet his standard. I'm going to be like Frank Sinatra and I'm going to do it my way. But there is a way that seemeth right unto a man. But the ends thereof are the ways of death. We need to be careful. About ignoring the direct command of God. In any matter. Yes he's a God of grace. But he's a God of justice. And God will not sit by. And allow not even his own children. To do wrong in his face. Help me teach this Holy Spirit. So Joshua loses it. I've never seen him like this before. When they come back from Canaan, he's as cool as a cucumber. He says, we can take the land, him and Caleb, we can do it. Let's go. But in this case, he loses it. Because, and it's understandable, I understand why he would lose it. Because his expectations are high. We come through, he's been through too, he's seen God do way too much. For him not to have high, high expectations. That whole Red Sea, the Jericho, uh, 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 the Jordan, he's seen God. T- so his expectations are high. He's looking to conquer this place without a problem. So I can understand why he's losing it. The, and the Lord's with him. We just read it. The Lord's with him. And he, he was famous. 
So how can all of this be working for him and they not win? Everybody was talking about um, Joshua. Everybody. What happened? What went wrong? Let's look to the word. Joshua said, alas, Lord God, why have you brought this people? See, I don't want us to think, you know, I said Joshua lost it. I want to show you he lost it. Alas, Lord God, why have you brought this people over to Jordan at all? Oh, don't, let's not rush through it. I learned from Pastor Green, never rush through scripture. Take your time. You telling me he didn't lose it? Why did you bring us over to Jordan at all? You know why he brought you? This is the promised land. Isn't it somehow when things go wrong, we start questioning God. Why'd you even give me this promotion, Lord? Why did you? To deliver us into the hands of the Amorites to destroy us. What about God's character has ever said? That God would take them across, do a miracle to get them killed. What about God's character would say that God would perform a miracle just to kill them? And sometimes we wonder, quietly, on the inside, we dare not say it out loud. That's one thing I got to give Joshua. Joshua just said it, but we say it on the inside. Come on, church, and praise God with me today. I've done this myself, so I'm, I'm preaching to me. Blood trail, son, blood trail. I'm leaking, boy, I'm leaking. Sitting there and say, God, you got me. You got me. I remember when we got this church, man, and, and we were so excited, and we were shouting and praising God, and then the money started going down, and Sam was saying, Pastor, we don't have enough to pay the mortgage this month, and I, we had to go to the savings two, three, four months in a row, and I was sitting in the house rocking, and didn't even have a rocking chair, and I was saying, Lord, why you got us over in that big old building over there, and now we can't pay the mortgage. It's going to be embarrassing. Come on, talk to me, somebody. It's going to be embarrassing. Everybody going to think we didn't have enough and all of this and all of that. Why'd you bring us over? I just thought I'd share my testimony so somebody would get real in the house. Because we could sure get churchy when it get real. It's getting real up in here. Blessed our socks off and when things get tough we're wondering why the blessing. Oh, that we have been content. What? And dwelt on the other side of the Jordan. What you talking about? This is when you wish you had just stayed where you were. (laughs) You wish you had just stayed on that level. And not even want it better. Anybody know what I'm talking? I done got here now and I ain't. We should have just stayed where we were. Dog, he sound like the Israelites before him. Let us make captains for ourselves and go back to Egypt. See, since we already won over on that side, we might as well have just stayed where we were. We didn't need to go no further. <laughs> just because it got tough. Figuring that God has somehow abandoned us. Watch this. Oh, Lord, what shall I say when Israel turns its back before its enemies? For the Canaanites and all its inhabitants of the land will hear it and surround us and cut off our name from the earth. Now he's forecasting it's going to get worse. Because we lost the AI, now everybody going to lose respect for us. <laughs> we lost the AI, now everybody going to come and get us. They're going to wipe our name off the earth. Nobody going to ever remember that Israel was ever even here. You know what I mean? A little late, you know, a little money tied up. Now they're going to cut off the lights. Now they're going to they gonna come repossess the car. They gonna, ain't nothing happened yet now. I'm going to be homeless. I'm going to live in a box. They're going to take my kids from me. 
They're going to put my name in the newspaper. I ain't going to be able to take a bath, so I won't be able to go to work. Come on, talk to me. Talk to me, somebody. My family don't like me, so they ain't going to let me live with them. I ain't going to never get back on my feet. Oh, Lord, why have you done this to me? And the Lord said, done what? You still in your house. You still got a job. Your car's still in the yard. The light's still on. I mean, you got the AC blasting. But all because one thing went wrong, we already homeless. I ain't, I ain't talking to nobody in here. Paul, if you're in the house. <laughs> he, done went, he done went from one loss to Israel being wiped out. Ain't that a mess? Your brother lost it. Everybody loses it sometime. Oh, come on, saints of God, and talk back to me. How much time do I have? Everybody in here had lost it once or twice. You might not admit it to nobody. There'd been a time or two when we said some stuff out of our mouth that we shouldn't have ever said. And he said, he says, God, what are they going to say about your name? What they going to And God said, oh, oh, now see. God's quiet. Think about this now. They lose. God says nothing. They come, come back into camp all beat up and tore up. God says nothing. They come and tell Joshua they whipped us. God says nothing. Joshua starts crying. God says nothing. Then Joshua said, what about your name? And God said, well, time for me to talk. You mentioned in my name. Oh, you acting like this is my fault. Oh, you think I'm going to be embarrassed because of what happened to you? This ain't on me. Oh, listen to God. This on you. You worry about my rep. God said, I know how to handle my rep. Watch what God says. The Lord said to Joshua, get up. Why do you lie thus on your face? Listen, he's quick to it. Israel has sinned. They have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them, for they have even taken some of their cursed things, and they are both stolen and deceived, and they have also put it among their own stuff. Question of the day, what's in your stuff? Amen. I know it's family and friends, son. He's supposed to be a little more lighthearted, huh? And we're trying to protect our victory. Amen. Somebody say, we're trying to protect our win streak up in here. We, we ain't trying to become a bunch of losers. We're trying to protect our win streak. Now see what happened, Israel, Israel, they've been deceptive. They have sinned. I'm not the cause of your loss, bruh. I'm sorry, that just slipped out. <laughs> That's left over from last week. He said, they transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them. So wait a minute, they did something God told them not to do. But they've even taken some of the accursed things. They are both stolen. So this is, this is the first thing. God said, first, they disobeyed me. Second, they stole something. Second, they lied. Third, they lied. And then they put it in, them, in amongst their stuff. Therefore, the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turned their backs before their enemies because they have been, become doomed to destruction. Neither will I be with you anymore. Ah, unless... You destroy the accursed from among you. He said, I ain't with you no more, but I can, I'll come back. I ain't with you no more, but I'll come back. But you got to get rid of the accursed. See. I'm going to keep going. Because I might get off track. 
Get up, sanctify the people and say, sanctify yourselves for tomorrow. Because thus said the Lord God of Israel, there isn't a cursed thing in your midst. O Israel, you cannot stand before your enemies until you take away the accursed thing from among you. You're going to keep falling until you get rid of what's in your stuff. Let the church say amen. Amen. It's going to keep failing until you get rid of that stuff. It's going to keep messing up until you get rid of what's in your stuff. What's in your stuff? What is it that you got hidden and nobody knows about? Because Achan, Achan, one man, Achan, one man. Somebody say one man, Achan. His name is Achan, A-C-H-A-N, Achan. He takes and he hides the things that God told him not to take it. He put it in his tent and he buried it underneath his tent. Not even his own family knew what was in there. Come on, y'all. Say amen here. His family didn't even know that he had taken it. It was a secret. It was a dirty little secret, something that he was doing that God told him not to do, that he had hidden from everyone else. What's in your stuff? What? What? Come on, y'all. Come on. What is it that we holding on to that God said, let go of? What is it? Are we still angry with somebody over something that went? I wish I had a witness here because the command is to forgive. Oh, Lord Jesus. Come slow down, Taylor. What, what are we holding on to? What is it? What do we have buried? And then we come to church and lift our hands and act like everything cool. See, the thing is, our problem is we're looking for the big sin. We're looking for adultery. We're looking for fornication. We're looking for all kinds of big stuff. We're looking for murder. We're looking for all of that. But we're not thinking about the little thing that we're doing like we hate somebody. We hate somebody. We can't stand them. We see them and say, I can't stand them. And then we get up on them and say, hey, child, how you doing? Praise the Lord deceptive deceptive I say gossiping about people talking about people behind their backs and then get in their face and hugging on them like you love them deception I say we're dealing we're looking at big level stuff but we ain't thinking about the small stuff the insubordinations to the rules and the guidelines and the structures of the word of God we ain't thinking about that we ain't thinking about the fact that we're not loving people like we're supposed to and we're not thinking about the fact that we're not giving our best on our jobs come on here and that this ain't nothing but a nine to five I ain't got to do all that and we're being insubordinate toward our bosses and all kinds of stuff and we're wondering why it ain't working won't speak to our husband won't be good to our wife and we're wondering why stuff in the world ain't working for us going against the command of God and yet want it to be good what have you done lately that God said not to We want to violate God's command and still want to be blessed. And God said that the victory will not return until you deal with what you got in your stuff. It's easy for us to look at Achan. So hard for us to look at ourselves. Today, I'm asking you not to think of somebody in your family who needs this word. I'm asking you not to sit in your seat and think about somebody else in this church that you know need to get it right. I'm asking you for one moment, if you will. Let's have a moment of transparency. Let's pick up some mirrors and let's look at us. 
Let's take a look at the man, the woman, the boy, or the girl in the mirror. Let's make a self-assessment, and let's look at our walk with God, and let's look at some areas where we've stepped outside of the will of the Lord, things God said for us not to do, and we did not do them, things God told us to do, and we, come on, y'all, and we wouldn't, we refuse to do it. We need to repent before God right now, before we go any further in this service. We need to repent to God right now and say, God, I am sorry, because you want to get your wind started back up. God said you can win again, but there's only one way it's going to turn around for you. The sin of one man caused the whole nation to lose. 36 men lost their lives. 36 families were hurt because of the sin of one man. I normally preach this sermon to men. I normally talk to men and I normally tell them our transgressions will mess our whole house up. See, the thing about what we do, the thing, the thing about sin, I'm going to take my time. The thing about sin is we don't realize how selfish it is. See, when we sin, we don't recognize the fact that the only person we think about when we do the thing we want to do is us. So everybody else gets thrown under the bus. Preach Holy Spirit. Everybody, including God, gets thrown under the bus so we can have what we want. For years, I stayed angry. And I kept hearing the word forgive. 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 And I'm telling God, you don't know what they did to me. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know why. And God, like, I don't know. You don't know what they did to me. No, no, no. God said, you don't know what they did to me. You talking about you can't forgive somebody. They hung my son up on the cross. And on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them. Ain't nobody hung you on no cross. You've never had a nail put in your hand. Get over yourself. somebody shout yes see God 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 can get aggressive with me like that because sometimes that's the way I needed it sometimes we don't need to be patted and rubbed it's gonna be okay baby it ain't gonna be okay get it right I love the people of God too much to come up here and celebrate march around the wall. And then when we get to the next promise, it blows up because of sin. Oh no! We will not throw this fight. Somebody tap your name and say, I will not throw this fight. I ain't throwing this fight. To throw a fight means you lose on purpose. And when we, when we transgress the command of God, when we come up against the next thing, we lost on purpose. Because whatever we did, we didn't slip. It was a decision. Somebody talk to me. Come on, say it. Let's be real. Come on, somebody say, I've decided to do that. Come on, let's be real. Come on, let's be a man and a woman about this thing. I decided to do it. The Holy Spirit spoke to me and told me, don't you do that. Don't you say that. Don't you go there. Get this right. Fix that. Go and apologize. No. I ain't apologizing to nobody. What are we holding on to? Is it worth that? got to get tired of winning then losing winning then losing anybody sick of that you win one you lose one you win one you lose one that's the way people on the natural operate you think about this think closely about this 
they had never lost. They had a spotless record until now. Think about this, Sam. A bunch of slaves had no losses. They weren't even a trained army. They was a bunch of joker making bricks without straw. And the next thing you know, they're whipping everybody to get in their way. When are we going to... You ever thought about the fact that what you're doing is blowing your own mind? I ain't even trained for this. What am I doing here? You ever ask yourself, what am I doing here? It's people that could do this way better than me. Oh, we only need to send 3,000. We only need to send 3,000. That's all we need. Cocky as they could be. So two things needed to be dealt with in it. Sin and pride, which by the way, is a sin. Because God resists the proud, but he gives grace. Jesus to the humble. Oh, Holy Spirit, help me with this. Help me with this. The Lord had been fighting for them. There's no other way, mother, you can explain a wall of the size of the wall of Jericho falling if God didn't push it down. David said, even when my enemies and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. They, they couldn't even make it to me. God had been fighting for them. Somebody tap your neighbor and say, God did that. I heard you, Pastor. God did that. See that house over there? God did that. See that degree up on my wall? God did that. See that car in the yard? God did that. See this life I'm living after the one I used to live? God did that. God was fighting for me. All I had to do was march and shout. And God pushed the walls down in my favor. And when we got inside, we whipped them by God's strength. Uh, But when we got to AI, when we got to AI, God quit fighting. And now they had to fight. Oh, see, you see how valuable God is to you when you got to fight on your own. (laughs) Y'all ain't never had to fight by yourself. (laughs) But if you ever had to fight by yourself, you realize when you're trying to make it work on your own, you realize how valuable it is to have God on your side. Do I have anybody in here that's ever been in the fight of your life and realized that it was you? some real can I get it like five people can we just have a moment of realness right here I need five people who got into the fight on your own and while you were fighting you were saying Lord have mercy what have I done you went and got the car on your own and you realized a year in that God did not tell you to get that car and you struggling to make them payments this is not the blessing of the Lord that makes rich and add up those sorrow cause you crying every night trying to figure out how you gonna keep that car it's because God is not and I don't know about you but I need God to fight for me I need God to fight my battle the battle is not yours it belongs to So whatever I need to do to keep God fighting for me, I need to do. So whatever I need to fix to keep God fighting for me, I need to fix. I need somebody here to get real. Because I don't know about you, but I got some stuff that God promised me. And I'm ready to see that thing manifest. I'm glad of standing back here and looking at it up there. I'm ready to walk towards some stuff. Come on, slap your neighbor. And say, it's time for us to get going. It's time for us to bust a move. God has made a promise. I'm ready to possess it. And whatever I need to do to get it, I need to get it right. I don't need another degree. I don't need the right contacts. I need to get my stuff right. So I need to go back to my stuff. And I need to, go, I need to come on, y'all. I need to go back to my stuff. I need to get a shovel. <laughs> I need to go back to my tent. I, need, I, <laughs> I didn't ask you to do it in public. I didn't ask you to do it at church. Go on back to your tent. Come on here and get your shovel and dig up that mess. 
Will somebody tap your neighbors? I got some digging to do. I got some digging to do. I need some oh God. This is the day of deliverance. Somebody shout. I got some digging to do. I got some things I got to get rid of. I got some attitudes I need to fix. I got some relationships I need to mend. Come out here, somebody, and shout yes. I got some words I got to stop using. I got to stop using them words and saying, Lord, forgive me. I got to stop calling it French. It ain't French, it's cussing. Uh, I need somebody to get real with me in here. Talk to me, somebody. That ain't no French. That's just cussing, flat out cussing. Come on here, somebody. Talking about, excuse my French. French? That ain't no French. You just cussed. Ah, come on here. It's in the Bible, yeah, but not in the context in which you used it. (laughs) Nowhere in the Bible did it tell anybody to do that. Come on here, somebody. And you're saying, well, it's in the Bible. It's a donkey, the devil. It ain't used like that in the Bible. Not the way you used it, baby. I'm going to give what I can give. I'm going to give what I can afford to give. I know I'm supposed to give like this, but I'm going to give what I'm supposed to give. And then we want the windows of heaven to open up. We wonder why the windows won't open up. We, go, we walk around with a crowbar trying to pry open the windows of heaven. We try to, you know what you, because we're trying to use praise as a crowbar. Because we're talking about when the praises go up, the blessings go down. You're just trying to crowbar the windows of heaven. They ain't going to open until you sow a seed. Somebody shook, look at your neighbor and say, it just got real off up in here. It just, it just got real off up in here real quick. Family and friends Sunday, welcome. <laughs> the Lord chastens whom he loves. He, he corrects. Those that are dear to him. See, we could come and we could just preach the happy, happy, joy, joy sermons. But the thing is, Elder Smith, when he preached last week, he knew this was coming. We had already had a conversation. And so y'all, we got all our shouting out last week. The walls are down, the walls are down, the walls are down, yes, the walls are down, the walls are down. Now this week, get it right, get it right, get it right, Lord, get it right. And if you went to the churches I used to preach, you get it right, get it right, get it right, get it right, get it right. Right, 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 right. Mother, we have to have balance. They're fighting for themselves now. All because of disobedience. So here's God's problem with them. The outright disobedience to his command. That something else Achan wanted could possibly be more important to him than God. See, that's what really got to God. God's saying, how could you let what you took be more important to you than me? See, that's God's issue with sin. God's issue with sin is, how could you put that before me? How could you put your pleasure ahead of pleasing me? See, now God's kind of starting to feel kind of, you know, some kind of way. Because he like, you said you love me, but I don't know. Because I asked you not to do that, and then you. I asked you to go do this, and you, you said you. But you say you love me though? Is that how you treat people you love? I'm just asking. The term that's used to describe Aiken's actions are the same used to describe adultery. 
So basically, God felt cheated on. Oh, Jesus. The New American Commentary describes it as a betrayal of God's trust and pursuing some other object of affection. It's like having another lover. That's how God saw it. Oh, that hurts, mother. That hurts. That hurts. You think somebody love you? They into you? They sing into you in church? Come on, y'all, talk to me. They sing into you to church. I love you, Lord. I worship you. Speaking in tongues to you. And then go and do that. All this lip service, and then you cheat on me? I would have rather you just not said you love me. <laughs> I could handle that better than for you to say you love me and then go get another lover. Because the problem when people cheat on people is not so much the act of cheating, but what's wrong with me? What did I do to deserve this? And here's God saying, I hadn't done anything but be good to you. I ain't do nothing but wake you up this morning. I ain't do nothing but open your eyes. I, I didn't do nothing but cause your heart to beat. I didn't do nothing but cause your respiratory system to work. I didn't do all I did was I, I all I did was turn your blood flow on. Come on here, somebody. All I did was gave you a job to go to, a house to live in, a car to drive. That's all I did. All I did was put food on your table. And this is how you treat me. And after you do me like that, you want to win? That's like a man cheating on his wife and then asking her. Well, go, go where you want to go. Are you, but y'all feel me? Y'all ladies, y'all feel me. What? Is you crazy? You better go on back to call Tyrone, but you can't use my phone. Disobey God and then go to God and ask for a victory. Totally ignore his will and then go to God and ask for a blessing. Say what? No repentance? No remorse? No God, I'm sorry? For real? Just just going to go do that, then turn around and come to church and, and serve somewhere and then think it's good? No. In the Hebrew, he said you transgressed, which means you violated. You know what that means? God said you crossed the line. Y'all know when you cross the line, it's time to go home, y'all. So let's look at this. Back in Joshua 6, God expressly said, don't take nothing. He said, us, you're going to bring trouble. Sin brings trouble. Joshua 6, he said, don't take nothing. He said, everything is accursed. He says, tear it all up. Burn it all up. It's a dedication to me. He says, by you burning it all up and tearing it all up, it's a, it's a dedication to me. It's like an offering. Don't take nothing from there. Achan got up in there. Let me tell you how smooth God is with it. God said, go get the fam. Go get everybody. So he pulled out all the tribes. Started with Judah. He went through the tribes. Judah came forth. He made Judah step up. Then he went through Judah, and then he started looking for families. And then Achan's family came up. He had him step up. Then he started looking at all the sons of, of, of the, um, Achan's family, and then Achan got pulled. 
God knows. He knew how, just how to get to Achan. And you know what happened? Achan, he said, go get, go get all Achan family and bring them up here. And go get all Achan stuff and bring them up here. And they stoned them all. Sons and daughters, wives, all this stuff, stoned it and burned it. Stoned it and burned it right there in front of everybody. I guarantee you that some folk walked walk right for a while. After you saw your next no neighbor get stoned and burned, you like, shoot, I'm walking with the Lord. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care what y'all do down the street. I'm walking with Jesus for the rest of my life. <laughs> Wouldn't you? I'm like, I'm living straight. You want to go? No, I ain't going over there. You crazy? You saw what happened to Aiken? No, not me. And so after Aiken is dealt with, guess what happened, Mike? God speaks again. And he said, now go to AI. This time you're going to win. You're going to do to AI what you did to Jericho. And by the way, this time you can keep the stuff. See, if he could have just waited. If he could have just waited, God would have let him have the stuff. But he stole it, mother. He couldn't wait on God to give him permission. He would have given him all he wanted. We can derail our own destiny with the sin in our own lives. Everybody in here, you young, young people, y'all, you know how when you get caught, you did something you weren't supposed to do? Teenagers, where y'all at? Raise your hand, all teenagers. Raise your hand. Come on, put them high. Now, don't put them low. Come on, raise them way up there. They say, they say. Teenagers and little children, raise your hand real high. Be proud of being little children. Every, every, now, every now, then, and again, you do something that you didn't have any business doing. And it cost you. Your mama and your daddy will say, because you did A, B, or C, what you wanted ain't going to happen, or you ain't going to the skating rink, or something happens. There's always a penalty to pay when you do wrong. Sometimes you get smart out your mouth. You know what I'm saying? You say, talk back a little too extra. You know how your mom and daddy gave you the look that's saying, shut up now, and you say that one more thing. And then you shock when you pop. You know, you shocked. You're like, you're like, what happened? What did I do? Grown people. Grown people, talking to y'all now. Just how you deal with dead disobedience. God deals with ours. You will not be disrespected. God will not be disrespected. You want your children to know right from wrong? God wants his children to know right from wrong. I'm just saying. Amen? I love that. I'm finished. Time to go home. We got the word of the Lord. When you... When you, uh, when you get back to your tents... When you get back to your tents, you got some work to do. Amen. Amen. When you get back. And Elder, Elder Johnson, you quote the scripture. Ain't no need in looking in the mirror and then walking away and forgetting what kind of man we are. <laughs> I love y'all. Y'all are a group of winners. Walls are going to keep falling for you. Because you're going to stay in the favor of the Lord. Amen. 
you're going to stay in the favor of the Lord. And how you stay in the favor of the Lord is doing it his way. Just that simple. Just that simple. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for the difference that it makes. We laughed a little. We squirmed a little. <laughs> it didn't all feel good. But it was mighty good for us. Christians of all ages needed to hear that today. Thank you for loving us enough to chastise us. Get us in order. In Jesus' name. Amen. If there's someone here you're not saved, you don't know Jesus is your Thank you for joining us for the word today. We pray that it has been a blessing to your lives. We invite you to join us in worship on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. We are located at 841 Crossgate Road in Port Wentworth, Georgia, 31407. We hope to see you soon.